Hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guys show. So, today's episode, I didn't, I will admit, I didn't really want to do another episode on Game of Thrones. So now that the show is done and they kind of destroyed the legacy they had built, not only for me, but the audience. So what I had planned was, even if the show ended, I knew they were coming out with prequels and whatnot. So I thought, you know, I could cover some topics later on. Uh, But it kind of accelerated things and I decided, you know what, I do want to do one last episode to get some final thoughts because... You know, I did uh, I did an episode on like the morality and those type of things and, and their use of death in those earlier seasons, but they also have a lot of political overtones. So I thought I'd at least do an episode on that quick because season eight did focus on that, even though it had a lot of issues, but we'll get into that. So any analysis that could have been done down the road seems pointless at this point. So I thought I could get out any last thoughts about what the show I have about the show, at least out of the way after the finale. So this episode is on the how... The bet is on the show and its relation to political violence. So let's do this. But as always, you can check out my Patreon to get the bonus episode feed, support the show, recommend uh, what content I cover next. Check out my new YouTube channel so you can get some more visual side of things and support me there. Uh, what else? I got the Discord group um, that I opened up so we can have some discussions and whatnot there. Uh, but yeah, just use the links below. And as always, thank you for support. Please subscribe, share with your friends, because part of this show is I do rely on a lot of organic growth. I don't do interview based. Um, I'm not like a big brand that came in and started the show. So a lot of my growth that I've had, which I'm very happy about, it's grown actually more than I thought it would at this point. Uh, but I do rely on a lot of organic growth. So that means you, the listener that enjoys the show, sharing with your friends, family, whoever, social media, all that good stuff. But anyway, enough of my self-advertisement. Let's just get into it. So as always, when it comes to these more film and TV show analysis, spoilers ahead. I feel like I gotta do a better job of saying that because, you know, sometimes people do do shows that they can avoid spoilers. But in this one, I will not be. It'll be spoiling the last season a lot. So I'll get my thoughts about the final season right out of the way. It was brutal. They trashed the character development. They rushed. I don't want to like hide anything that, you know, where my opinion lies about the show. Um, I don't know if D&D were looking at their future projects and they thought leaving Game of Thrones behind, like why not? I guess they were thinking about, you know, further destroying the Star Wars universe or something because I know They've got some deals with uh, future Star Wars films from what I've heard. I haven't really looked that up, so don't don't quote me on that. Someone might know, and you guys can let me know by, you know, Discord and email and whatnot. But anyway, the final season was bad. I won't go into a full-on review because this isn't what my show is about, and it would be just tiring and boring. But I think you should at least know where I stand with this final season. Also, so I get they haven't had George helping them out but damn, even even if we could get season six quality, it would be good enough for me, honestly. I wish they would they would have taken their time, spent season seven and eight focusing on the Night King, because that was kind of just cast aside as whatever. It was basically a pointless story, even though for, you know, seven other seasons, the Night King has literally been this focal point and this fear that everyone had. So it would have been nice to know like what the Night King is and what that actually means and what that's supposed to represent because we didn't really get that. He just turned into this very one-dimensional character. And then use, I would say, not season 9 and 10, and I'm talking full seasons for these, to really develop these characters. And this is coming from someone that usually thinks shows try to 
what's the what's the proper phrase? Milk out their little mud money line and, and extend shows too much, too many seasons. Uh, an example is a perfect example is The Walking Dead. They're just trying to get as much money out of that show as they can, and the show's turned into a brutal mess. And I actually haven't watched it in like five seasons because basically I stopped the show. I stop shows when I think they should stop, but in this case, I think they should have extended it two more seasons. I think 10 seasons would have been the perfect amount, you know, with where you could use season, like I said, seven and eight, focus on the Night King, season nine and 10 to focus on the aftermath and do the whole mad queen thing they were foreshadowing this whole time. This way they could develop those storylines and make everything at least make some sense because foreshadowing is not character development. So even though they would have done what they, you know, they would have done what they did like it would have ended probably a similar way you would have gotten answers for why these storylines happened and it would make more sense you know we could get answers about you know what was brand's purpose we didn't really get that the lord of light that was been a major influence of the show since day one what's the point of that the point of Arya being trained by the faceless men like yeah it helped her kill the night king but what really was the point of her what did she really learn Besides being an assassin, what was like internally developing her, right? Give uh, Jon Snow's lineage a purpose for the show. Explain the children of the forest. The list goes on and on. We got nothing. It's honestly sad. It's like they had this great start to a race, but then they just decided to give up in the last 100 meters. And they were slowing down for a little bit here these last few seasons because they didn't have Martin helping them out. But, like, this last season was just, it's honestly disgraceful. Because, like, season seven, writing's bad. Even season six, the writing was pretty bad. But, I mean, at least it was it was enjoyable. I, like, looked forward to the episode every week. But this season, you know, the first episode I wasn't, like, super pumped about. But then, you know, I was giving it a chance. It's like, okay, they'll land the landing. They'll land the landing. They'll, they'll, they're going to get better. They're going to get better. It just never happened. It, it became... Like, I was kind of just watching it to get it over with to because I knew I wanted to at least finish and see what happened and to kind of experience it because they've already experienced the other seven seasons. And it became almost like a chore to watch them. And I also wanted to do a final episode at least on it. So that was my other motivation for doing it, but it wasn't enjoyable. It was really sad to see where the show went. And I'm really upset with D&D. And I know it's just a show. Like, you shouldn't get upset about this stuff. But they... The fact, the reason is, like, it's it's one thing for a show to be bad the whole time and have cool visuals. You expect that with, you know, that's what some movies and films do. You get that. You go and watch them sometimes. But the show was so well-written and well-developed in the early seasons, and to see what it has become, that's when it becomes sad, and that's when it angers me, where you could see the potential of how they could end it, and they could go down in history. They've literally erased you know, such a great history. This show could have went down as the greatest show in history. And now I, I don't think you can put it there just because of how bad that final season is. But anyway, enough of that. I said I wasn't going to review and I kind of just, just did in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, let's get, let's get into it. So, but enough of that. Let's look at the theme of political violence. The show focused on, and it wasn't just this season. It just happened to be the conclusion of this idea this season. They didn't explain it well, but I try to decompress what maybe they were trying to say. I kind of try to Basically, I give the writers more benefit than they might deserve, so I try to try to extrapolate what they're trying to say. So the show seems to try and hold a mirror to real-world politics. So you have Daenerys 
Daenerys Targaryen, who is supposed to be the chosen one, kind of like Anakin Skywalker in the prequels, uh, but it forces the prequels of Star Wars, but it forces us to ask the political questions. What are you willing to support in the name of a cause you believe in? As in, as anyone who has, has watched the final season, Danny went mad with her dragon, um, Drogon, on King's Landing. Her and her army, minus Jon Snow's North Troops, decided to slaughter women and children. Now, the Mad Queen idea is great. It was absolutely been foreshadowed, but I would have liked at least a full season to fully build this this into her character because foreshadowing is not character development. The past seasons, you you can see the foreshadowing and some character development around her ruthlessness, but not to the point of slaughtering innocent children. That was just a big leap that was not written in. So then in the final episode, she barely even tries to justify it to Don, John. She just sounds, you know, kind of just mad out of nowhere. Like she just went mentally crazy and I just... Don't find that believable, and it's kind of just lazy writing. But I like the idea. I like the theme of it, in that people are willing to accept some political violence for a cause they can, they see as just. So Tyrion, for example, kept justifying it. Again, out of character for him, even, because he's supposed to be this smart character, but he's been dumb the last couple of seasons. But I can see what they were trying to do. He believed in this vision that Danny was was talking about and imagine that vision that he was part of. He was helping her. He kept the end goal in mind, even though it meant rationalizing small steps of violence and and likely immoral action. So Danny was created as this this good guy, this this hero, only pointing her violence towards the bad guys, quote unquote bad guys. But how do we determine the good from the bad? And how do we determine that justice is served by pointing political violence at those we perceive to be bad? Well, in order to do this, we rationalize it. The ends justify the means, that political, that political, that typical political trope. She watched her husband, Cal Drogo, Cal Drogo, Drogo, Drogo. Wow, I really messed up that name. Cal Drogo, kill her brother, uh, Viserys with a pot of molten gold, which was just an iconic scene. I'll never forget that scene. But Viserys, I think I'm, I'm just botching all these names and I apologize, was an abusive brother. A witch casts a spell on Drogo. Danny burns the witch alive. So in Carth, uh, she locks people in vaults that try to manipulate her and go behind her back. Basically, people that try to play some political games with her. Um locking them in a vault to suffer a slow and painful death. She commands the Unsullied to massacre their former masters, but the masters were slave owners, so we justified that. At Slaver's Bay, she crucifies defeated slave masters and props them up on crosses to display her victory of perceived good versus evil, a triumph of a freedom fighter. At the time, we celebrated it. I celebrated it. This was seen as justice, righteous political violence in the name of liberating the enslaved. I did it too. I thought it was cool. She was being a badass, right? But we must remember, this was not all altruistic actions by Danny. She wasn't a freedom fighter for freedom fighter's sake. At the time, she was freeing slaves, but she was also building her army to capture Westeros and take back her throne. She crucified defeated enemies. The evidence was there that she could go too far. She executed her enemies without a trial. Is that justice? Do the means justify the ends? 
I'm good, they are bad. So anything I do in the name of what I perceive to be good is just. That's how Danny's actions were being complimented. She was being reaffirmed by those around her. Maybe not always her advisors, but the people who dropped to their knees in her praise. That's the people that were reaffirming her actions. Oh, these people see me as this great, beautiful woman that is saving me. I must be doing the right thing. I must be a hero. Her actions, though, had consequences. So you remember the the Sons of the Harpy. I think it was season, was it season five or six? I don't remember. Her choices of instituting justice instead of mercy caused the insurgency of the Sons of the Harpy from the former masters. Much like the U.S. caused in Iraq, it, it, which is Iraq. Interesting, the, the connection the real world foreign policy and action has with this show. I, I found that interesting. But anyway, <laughs> Danny saw her actions as though those of a freedom fighter, breaking the wheel. And next on the wheel was Queen Cersei. Cersei was, was crazy as well. I think we can all agree on that. But we don't have any indication really from the show that indicates she is overly oppressive to the people. She seems to follow the standard that was set throughout the Seven Kingdoms. So is she being a freedom fighter by taking down Cersei? But how does Danny view it? What is her rationalization? People keep reaffirming that she is righteous. She thinks the crown is hers. She believes she understands justice and she is the one to understand justice. So that must mean anyone standing in her way is bad and must be defeated. So you could see how her twisted logic has developed. She's been propped up by those she has freed. Power has gotten to her head. So when when she starts having setbacks in Westeros and people are not bowing to her lead, she starts finding ways to justify her path to power or a new way to power. Because she sees like her typical, you know, freedom fighter mentality might not work here in this place across the sea. So maybe a better way to put it, she sees she must change her path to power. Instead of, like I said, being the freedom fighter, spreading love and freedom, she looks to use fear. Fear instead of love to get those she needs to bend the knee. Like I said, the writers botched this connection, but I don't mind the story idea. I actually like the story idea. But you need to give us more rationalizations internally of how that character is developing. So why did she burn King's Landing? Well, not for good reason. She had already won. You know, the bells were ringing. They were giving up. But she was frustrated with losing a couple dragons. After she crossed the sea, she lost her trusted friend to a beheading by Cersei. People weren't supporting her way that she she liked. You know, Jon Snow wasn't into being a lover with his aunt. You know, the people also love Jon Snow more than her. All that stuff. So frustration, self-righteousness, this grief, twisted rationalization in the pursuit of power, maybe even some genetic tendencies to losing her shit a little bit when things aren't going her way, led her to justify her brutal act of genocide in King's Landing. See, she sees herself as a hero. When you start viewing yourself as the hero, keyword being the in hero, you begin to see anything standing in your way as the enemy. And the enemy of a hero is bad, right? Isn't that the typical trope? So when Danny kills people that the audience views as innocent and not evil, well, we get, we get shocked and angry by that. What, what is she doing? For me, I like the story idea, but I absolutely hated the execution. I think some hated the story 
idea entirely because they, they really liked Danny. But then they also had the bad execution on top of that, which just added to their frustration. But I asked those who hated the story idea. Because that, like I explained in my little mini review is I like the story idea. I just wish they would have been able to develop it even for a couple seasons to really get it right. The idea of Danny going mad. Why do you? Why do you hate that idea? See, in a way, the audience propped up her actions. We cheered on her political violence. I did too. But did we forget that absolute power corrupts absolutely? Did we forget that? You know, that typical common quote. Anyway, my, my, my point is, we should take the political story of Danny to look at our own justifications and rationalizations. She was excessively violent, but we rationalized it for a supposed good cause until it was no longer a good cause. Maybe we should be careful who we prop up in the name of good political causes. Because when things begin to turn, it's those leaders that we propped up who might be the ones to stab us in the back. Power is not only power not only can corrupt, but at some point it will corrupt everyone. And we should remember this before we provide someone as much power that every action becomes rationalized. And at that point, it might be too late for anyone to stop them. And I think that's the message that, although they kind of fumbled uh, getting that message across, I do think it's a central theme of Game of Thrones. And uh, Danny is a perfect projection of that idea of political violence and how we rationalize it. But anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, like I said. Uh, rate and review on iTunes to help with, you know, find people finding my podcast and you can share it and all that good stuff but like i said as always i really appreciate you listening and tune in next time peace